From Odyssey, I'm Lauren Berry, and this is the On Deadline podcast, where we take a closer look at stories from our radio newsrooms across the nation. Today, On Deadline is looking at yet another attempt to impeach a sitting United States president. Last week, the United States House of Representatives voted, along partisan lines, to formalize an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. The inquiry kicks off a formal investigation and, per the Associated Press, is the most powerful check Congress has had on the executive branch. In months prior, House Republicans didn't have the votes needed to formalize the inquiry, but Speaker Mike Johnson was able to secure yeses from the last few Republicans who were on the fence. So here's what they're looking into. House Republicans allege that President Biden played a role in his son Hunter's business years ago, back when he was vice president, using his position to help influence foreign entities on his son's behalf, specifically China and Ukraine. As Biden and his team have noted many times, House Republicans have yet to produce any evidence of this. I've talked to numerous Republicans who have publicly and quietly said there's no there there. They can't find anything. Michigan Democratic Representative Debbie Dingell shared with Politico last week. As Reuters noted, this impeachment trial would almost certainly fail to remove Biden from office. Even if the House votes to impeach the president, the Senate would then have to vote to convict him on the charges by a two-thirds vote. That's a near impossibility in a chamber where Democrats have a 51 to 49 majority. To share more on the inquiry, CBS congressional correspondent Nicole Killian joined Odyssey in New York City. Nicole, great to talk with you. Let's start with the wording here, approved an impeachment inquiry. In plain English, what does that mean? Well, basically, it means that the House has now authorized these three House committees to move forward with their investigation into President Biden. An inquiry had been launched this fall, but it really didn't have teeth because it was just in more of an information gathering phase, if you will. So uh, by having this formal vote in the House, this kind of gives this impeachment inquiry a bit more legal standing, uh, allows additional enforcement power with respect to subpoena. Uh, as these various House committees carry out their investigation into the president. And this vote was exactly straight line uh, party vote, right? Correct. And, you know, in part, uh, that's because, I mean, this is something that uh, Republicans have been pushing for some time now. And this investigation into the president and the financial and business dealings of some of his family members, his son Hunter, Biden family associates, uh, this investigation has been going on for the better part of the year, but it got organized a bit more this fall, started to gain more steam, and that is ultimately uh, why we saw this more formal vote take place in the House this week. So, Nicole, what happens next? Well, what happens next is that these committees will continue to uh, do their work. I mean, let's be clear uh, that the White House has continued to insist that there is no wrongdoing on the part of the president. We also saw Hunter Biden on Capitol Hill Wednesday defending his father and saying that he has not been financially involved in any of his business dealings, although Hunter Biden did admit uh, he hasn't been as responsible for his finances as he could. So uh, that being said, a uh, we know the House Oversight Committee still wants to talk to Hunter Biden. He was supposed to appear for a deposition this week. That did not happen. They still want to talk to him. They have subpoenaed other Biden family members. Whether or not that happens <laughs> remains to be seen. You know, the president has dismissed this as a stunt. And so, you know, if anything, expect more political posturing as we head into 2024 next year.
Some top Republicans in the Senate don't seem to be as on board with the decision to investigate Biden as their House counterparts. Over the weekend, South Carolina Republican Lindsey Graham spoke with Meet the Press about the inquiry, saying that if there was a smoking gun, he thinks they'd already be talking about it. Republican Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa shared a similar sentiment, noting that there was no evidence of Biden being inappropriately involved in his son's business. KCBS political analyst Larry Gersten shared more on the lack of evidence in the Republicans' investigation. This didn't happen earlier because the hardliners in the GOP in the House couldn't get moderate to sign on, but apparently they have now. What do you think changed? Well, of course, uh, then Speaker McCarthy uh, was a bit slower to move forward on this, and we know what happened to him. We went even further to the right with respect to Speaker Johnson. So now they feel that they've got everything in order, so to speak, and, and they have had to drag, I think is a good word, somewhere between 15 and 20 conservative Republicans, but Republicans who were elected in Biden districts, districts that, that, that President Biden won in, in 2020. They're the ones who are really in jeopardy here, but they've decided to go forward. Okay, you want an inquiry. Uh, that's an official term that allows the House to go ahead and get more information that they couldn't get without that title. Where it goes from there remains to be seen. Okay, more information. So what evidence are they looking for that they don't have? Margie, that's the good question. We don't know what evidence they're looking for. I mean, the general term would be signs of illegal activities by the president. That would be the general term. What kinds of signs? We don't know. They've been hunting around for some time, the Republicans. Of course, they feel like they've got the goods on Hunter Biden, and that's up to a, a judge and jury to decide, but they feel confident about that. But the real link has to be between Hunter Biden and what kinds of funds may have been exchanged between him and his father, the president, or perhaps his role as vice president. That's the missing piece. It's a big piece. And so we really don't know to what extent they're going to find that. You know, it it appears to me that the some of the representatives in the House are really sensitive about this. I just read recently that Congressman Comer, who's heading the Oversight Committee, refuses to go on Fox and Friends because Steve Ducey, one of the most conservative people you'll ever see on TV, says they haven't connected any dots yet. It's tough. I mean, everybody's getting pressured by all sides. The Biden administration is getting pressured because some people believe that they were not forthcoming enough, uh, which might have uh, forestalled this kind of official inquiry. The, the Republicans are feeling heat from some of their own because if you don't have the good, you're really going to look bad. I mean, the Democrats, when they went forward against then-President Trump, they had the benefits of the Mueller committee and all of the findings in that committee. They went from there. They had facts. They had, they had information that was solid. In this case, they think there might be information there, but by golly, they don't have it yet. And it's it's kind of like they'll know what they're looking for when they find it. Republicans have had an impeachment of Biden at the top of their agenda for years. In fact, Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia filed an article of impeachment against the president on his very first day on the job back in 2021. That filing went nowhere, and many are wondering if the same fate will befall this one. But some strategists will tell you that even if the inquiry doesn't turn up anything to support an impeachment, simply tying Biden to the word impeachment could have an impact on him seeking another term next year. ABC News political director Rick Klein joined Odyssey to share more on the potential impact this could have. Pretty eventful week, including the House voting to open an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. It's a move, Rick, that I think is just... 
so clear to see was going to happen at some point, right? We've been warned about this since the impeachment against President Trump, right? You know, when now it's going to happen frequently and uh, more often, and, and here we go. Yeah, quite literally, I think something that's been threatened before Joe Biden was even inaugurated. And, and we also, you know, to the casual viewer, maybe a little confusing because there was already an investigation that's been going on for the better part of a year into Joe Biden's business practices. This is more of a procedural step, but it's a meaningful one because it put the entire House Republican conference on record and now a majority of the House and saying there should be this formal inquiry. As a practical matter, it doesn't change things. It gives some more fodder for legal battles that we're expecting over documents and witness testimony and the like. But uh, it also puts the House on a, on a track that might be hard to get off of. It's hard to imagine that they put all this time and resources into this inquiry and then say, you know what, never mind. Uh, it looks more than likely that they'll move toward a formal impeachment at some time, not, you know, not so distant future. Does just the word impeachment, though, have a negative connotation? So even if it doesn't go forward, is, is this just the goal of Republicans? Yeah, I mean, look, on one level, you can say that Republicans have not found a smoking gun. On another level, you can say the smoke may be the point. And the, this effort is a political effort by its nature, and it might it might just put a cloud around uh, around Joe Biden that's sufficient to, to underscore concerns about him over a, a long period of time. And that might be part of what's going on here. You know, don't be shocked that there's politics going on in Washington. But the bottom line, you know, is that is that there's going to be, I, I think, an association of him with the uh, the questionable and even wrong business dealings of his son that may or may not ever get connected to the president himself. So I feel like it's all kind of intertwined in that way. And, and you can't really talk about this without without talking about that reality. Uh, holiday break in Washington, but not exactly. Uh, what does that look like this week and next week? Well, first, the Senate isn't exactly going away. They're now announcing plans to try to reach a deal on border security that could be packaged with Ukraine funding. It doesn't look like the House is going to stick around for any action like that, but there will be a last kind of last-ditch effort to, to try to get that done. Um, so that should be kind of going on in one in one corner. And in another corner, we're you know we're just about five weeks away from the start of, of voting in Iowa and New Hampshire, and the presidential campaign will be heating up. We're going to see kind of a last push of campaigning before the holidays, and, and it's going to be an intense one because you know we're all going to wake up January 2nd and realize if we're just two weeks away from, from voting. Yeah. With Congress, you know, with the border issue that's still unresolved, the Senate's dealing with that, shouldn't the House have stuck around? It's my understanding that they have recessed for the holiday yeah, break. They are, they're gone. And, you know, to their, their point is they've done what they are going to do and, and it's now on the Senate. I mean, they can pick up the pieces after the holiday. I think there was kind of a general exhaustion of what, what happened in the House, rightly or wrongly. A lot of it was self-inflicted. As we know, they went through all those rounds of voting to try to actually even find a House speaker. And, yeah, this is you know, Speaker Johnson. Just, just decided to let his guys go home for uh, for Christmas and, and pick up the pieces after that. While former President Donald Trump continues to face numerous legal challenges against his business handlings in New York, his alleged mishandling of classified documents, and his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election, Republicans have claimed it's all tied up in one thing political persecution. Trump himself declared on True Social that he was being arrested for having challenged a corrupt, rigged, and stolen election. He also called it a great honor. Some see the GOP's impeachment attempt as a baseless distraction, a tactic to draw attention away from Trump's mounting legal cases. You don't initiate an impeachment process unless there's real evidence of impeachable offenses, said Representative Jerry Nadler, the ranking Democrat on the House Judiciary Committee, who oversaw the two impeachments into Trump. There is none here. None. 
The inquiry does, though, give House Republicans more ability to force Biden to cooperate with their investigation. Only time will tell if this investigation produces evidence of wrongdoing worthy of an impeachment. This show is produced by Joe Heady, Christy Strauser, Myron Kaplan, and Bill Smeet. I'm Lauren Barry, and I want to say thanks for listening to On Deadline, Odyssey's serving of a top news story just for you. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts to stay informed.